2: You are listening to The Next Best Picture Podcast, and this is our interview with the writer and director for Past Lives, Celine Song.
1: There's a word in Korean, inyon. It means providence or fate.
2: Do you believe in that?
1: That's just something Koreans say to seduce someone. Hi, Matt. How
2: are you? Hi, Celine. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm
2: good. It's that time of year.
1: running into you running I love love
2: running into you, all these things yeah no it was, absolutely it's always been a constant joy throughout this award season anytime yeah, i bump into you
1: oh it's been so nice i'm just like hi man <laughs> <laughs> so fabulous love it whenever you come say hi
2: yeah well i mean your film has had such a profound impact on me and so many other people that i don't know it almost feels like in a weird but nice sort of way like i'm in debt to you uh, to just say thank you for the rest of your life.
0: <laughs> Wait, that means so much. That
1: is the nicest thing. That
2: is the nicest, nicest. So good. <laughs> well, let me ask you this because you are going through uh, what very few people go through during award season, where it's a full year cycle, more than a year. Uh-huh. Your film premiered at Sundance um, yep. over a year ago at this point. So you've had to be on the campaign trail through the film's theatrical release, through various film festivals. You were in Berlin last year with this movie. I mean, how has the journey been for your first film to kind of go through so many different events, award shows? Like, what has that whole experience just been like for you now that we're getting closer to the end?
1: Well, I feel like this whole uh, experience, this whole year, has been about exactly what you're talking about. It's It's a bit of a crash course on the release of a movie because I got to experience every, uh, phase of the movie, including the one that, uh, it's, you know, I certainly don't think any, every film is, uh, you know, I don't feel entitled to it, which is of course the award season, which of course everybody hopes to be, we all hope to be a part of, but, um, we don't know when you're releasing the movie at first, uh, at a festival, at some band, you know? So I think that it's like, it's amazing because I'm going to be experiencing the entire, uh, life cycle of a movie, uh, on my first movie, so I just know everything about it now, you know, because I get to be so at the heart of it, um, and I get to be a heart of I was got to be a heart of it at Sundance. I got to be a heart of it during the release in June, and then of course I got to be a, at the heart of it uh, during the award season. So I think that being in the center of the, you know, the storm that is our, the film releasing a film. I think that. I got to experience all of it and learn truly every day, every single part of it, every corner of it, too. I don't know. I, it's just been such so, I mean, a crash course, know how I would call it.
2: You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, absolutely. And, you know, I've talked to various people over the years about this, how it's a nice way to still stay in touch with people that you made the film with. And sometimes they're at the same shows as you or you're still texting. Oh, my gosh, we got nominated for this, et cetera, et cetera. Um, How has that uh, helped you to stay in touch with everyone like through the process and kind of keep the uh, experience of past lives continuing?
1: Well, I think that it's always the first text, which is the text to uh, casting crew and everybody who worked in the film. Which is, uh, I think, that is totally the best part of it because cause the making of it has been was so uh, rewarding and totally a dream. And we're all really close and we're going to work on next thing together and everything. So some of it is just, uh, you know, it, it's like really is like letting the you know, all celebrating as a team and as a family um, with everyone, you know, yeah. and and everybody wants to uh, you know, we all we all want to, all we want to do is we want to congratulate each other and just be so excited that we all got to do this together and we're still in it and uh, we still uh, joke about uh, what it was like to actually make it and I think that it always, uh, I think you're right, it's completely a grounding thing because you know, standing in the right, on the right carpet or anything like that—any kind of a thing that uh, might sort of like uh, uh, that might feel counter to being grounded. I think that it is so easy to feel grounded when you remember the actual uh, people who make the movie, including my producers, including all of us. You know, sometimes I'll say that to Pam Koffler or something, or like any of my producers, uh, while we're like dressed up. Uh, on a red carpet, taking a fancy photo or something, we would just look around and just say to each other, "Remember when our hair and makeup trailer was leaking because of a storm? <laughs> 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 remember that? <laughs> it's kind of a funny thing where we're like, we can always remember what it was like to actually make this movie on the ground, and that always is such a powerful grounding feeling, and it really keeps uh, keeps everybody's head on their shoulders, you know." It's fabulous. Yeah. I really
2: love it, you know? Oh, no, absolutely it does.
1: Yeah.
2: And, you you know, you mentioned your producers before, too, Pamela, yeah. Christine, David. Yeah. Um, some of them have been working for a long time on so many beloved films uh-huh. and seeking their first Academy Award nomination <gasps> and they have found it producing your film. Yeah. Uh, can you tell me just a little bit about, like, that, uh, you know, journey from their perspective as well and going on this ride with you?
1: Well, I think that's What I can think of is, like, given uh, what I know, given what I believe about their career, which is just so incredible, like, they're, you know, they're the beating heart of independent cinema, especially independent cinema in New York City. They're such a, uh,
0: they've
1: been just making work for 35 years, right? And movies that we adore and movies that we talk about, movies that have historical significance in the history of independent cinema and, and movies in general. And to me, I just only think of it as such an honor that um, this movie that we made together is their first Oscar nomination. You know, <laughs> what an incredible thing! Like that's my that's honestly one of my favorite parts of this, which is that like uh, our this movie that we made together it, uh, it contributed to that, and part of, in the way, I contributed to that. And I think that 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 side of things, this this like you know this project that we worked on together. Being something that uh, means something to them in this other way, on top of what it already means, what it already meant to us before nomination, yeah, is just nothing but completely, completely special. You know how amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like freaking out. That was our first phone call. At first, my first phone call was with the producers. You know, to be like, oh my god, <laughs> best picture nomination. Can you freaking believe? You know, oh. Uh, the total joy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was having a very similar conversation with Cord Jefferson about this because uh, obviously his uh, path being a first-time feature director is very similar to yours, too. And yeah. uh, I want to know, like, in terms of just connections that you've formed over the last couple of weeks or months, has there been anybody on the campaign trail that either has... Given you that same level of uh, groundedness as you talked about before, or just some any any advice, or even like a pinch me moment. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm in the same room as so and so.
1: (laughs) Well, I think that you know it's been so I feel so welcomed into the filmmaking community, and I've talked to so many directors who I admire more than anything. You know, Um, you know, talk to me about past lives and what it meant to them, and also what it meant to them personally beyond it being, uh, it was just a uh, director to director. Does that make sense? Like it also as like yeah. a person to person, the way and what the movie meant to them. And I feel like they're really amazing, uh, cool ones, which is like, you know, like I think I've talked about, you we know, del Toro once and I've talked to, talked about Steven Spielberg, uh, as well. And, uh, I things. he sent me an email, you know, so it's like, and Chris Nolan told me that his, Chris Nolan told me that his daughter, uh, you know, uh, you know, recommended he saw it and he saw it and he loved it. And so it's like kind of a thing where you're like, well, I guess you uh, you know, feel so welcomed into a filmmaking community. Right. Uh, uh, and I think that part of it is just such a special thing. And I keep running into everyone and, And we just get to uh, talk about movies and be together as movies. And I think that it really is the best part of the work. Yeah. Because, you know, what's really great is the uh, way that we get to spend time. We have an excuse to spend time with uh, other people who uh, do our job. Mm -hmm. I love meeting the composers, too. I love meeting the composers. Uh, I love meeting meeting the Spider-Verse team. I love meeting the Spider-Verse team because... Uh, They're so amazing and so warm, and I always go over there and talk about how much I love their movie. And I know they love, they like, they're like my movie. So I think it's just such a, I don't know, it it can be, it is always such a, it can be such a lovely thing,
2: you know? Yeah, it's like it feels like a very supportive uh, community, like a nice group uh, that are part of this journey alongside you this year, which is really nice to hear. Um, Going to the screenplay a little bit here. Yeah. um, I would like to know just what was for you um, being an accomplished playwright beforehand, what was the number one thing that was on your mind while writing the screenplay for Past Lives where you constantly had to remind yourself, this is a movie. It's not, it it is different. Like what was the element that you kind of found yourself having to constantly remind yourself of that distinction?
1: Oh, um, I think that, you know, it is a pretty uh, direct thing because uh, I know what is true about theater, and I know what's true about film when it comes to, for example, Mm -hmm. the relationship both mediums have towards time and space and how characters move through time and space. Yeah. So what I would just talk about is, well, theater, time and space is figurative and symbolic. And at times it is, uh, it's more fluid than, for example, in film, time and space is literal and it, has, it is seen and it's felt and you can smell it. There is a way in which that it's, a time and space moves in a way that's more tangible for the character. So the way that this sort of would come together, is, for example, uh, in theater, you can have a 40-year-old uh, woman play a 12-year-old girl, right? And then yep. the whole audience uh, will believe it. But uh, in film, it's actually in the contradiction of casting a 12-year-old and casting a 40-year-old, and uh, which is how the story gets told. So I think that would be the, kind of the best example for it. But I think that at the end of the day, the thing that matters about uh, both mediums, because it's dramatic storytelling, is uh, still story, character, uh, blocking, right? <laughs> Working with actors. Um, actors working so i think to me the difference didn't feel necessarily uh so uh so vast yeah i think that what is was different is actually day-to-day making of the movie which of course i've never done before so that was something that i was learning every day um just as in like you know how to build a calm sheet right <laughs> or like how to uh, uh, how to know who to ask for which question, right? I think there's yeah. some things like you just uh, are learning on the job when it comes to that. But even throughout all of that, I was able to hold on to the, the center of the job. The center of the job as a director, uh, as a writer-director, which is uh, the job of uh, knowing what every scene is, what character is, what story is, and that's it. And once you have that, the rest of it is about um, making decisions entirely around that. So when it comes to visual language, the visual language has to speak to the entire film and what the entire film is about. So uh, and sometimes it's literal. Sometimes it's 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 a pretty obvious, or it's something that you can make really clear. But some of it can be totally poetic, right? Some of it can be uh, visual language that comes out of the poetic uh center of the movie and what the movie is about so i think that uh which is something that only like uh i can really tell uh with my crew because we're in it and we're like yeah just for some reason this shot is so beautiful but it is not right for the movie Yep. right and sometimes you're like sometimes this shot is uh, maybe not even about, uh, maybe didn't really think too much about this shot, but there's something about the shot that speaks to the whole film. And actually, if you move the camera this way, um, it makes it even better. It tells the story even better. So some of it is about discovering how the visual language is going to be, uh, on the day too. Yeah.
2: Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't know a single filmmaker who uh ever said that everything went according to plan as they <laughs> put it down on paper and yeah. you know, things didn't evolve as it went. It just never works like that.
1: <laughs> no, and, and I think you have to be open to that.
2: But speaking of which though, is there a particular scene that when you were writing it, um, it evolved from what you originally put down on the page to what it became on screen?
0: Huh.
1: Well, I think that uh we maybe the final scene, right of the walk home mm-hmm. I think that we knew that we wanted it to be uh, we as a me and my cinematographer Shavia Kushner. we were talking about we knew what this walk needed to be because we, we had written that there has to be a walk where she is crying home because she's grieving the little girl that she uh, finally got to say goodbye to right so we know what the meaning of scene yeah. was but we didn't know uh, what it would end up being until we found that street. Uh this East Village street that uh, we my my DP Chabier had to uh, walk around East Village for a week to find. And once we found it, then the language of the film reveals itself to us. Because that scene, if you see the way that uh, it's made, the the question that I was asked by uh Chabier was a practical question, which is that, uh, which way is Nora and Haesung walking to the river, and which way is she walking home alone? Mm-hmm. And it was a practical question just because uh, we need to make a plan for how to shoot it. And my answer uh, was, uh, of course, if you were to consider the streets like it's a horizontal timeline, then Nora and Hesong should walk towards the path. So They should walk towards, walk from right to left. And then they will wait in this moment in the past for two minutes. And the Uber will arrive. And then, of course, the Uber will drive Hesling into the past, which is right to left. And Nora's gonna wait for a brief moment before uh, turning around and start walking towards her present and the future, which is from left to right. So, realizing that that walk. Is a timeline, then of course uh, informed how we were going to shoot the rest of the film. And it was a practical question that became uh, the, the central question for uh, you know treating so many horizontal lines in the film visually as a timeline. Yeah. Right. But that was something that we discovered because we found that treat and we found the way that uh, we were going to shoot it and we were planning on. Uh, and we ended up laying 150 feet of track in the middle of this village, and all of that I think uh, was something that revealed itself to me, and uh, and therefore the whole team as to what the lang- what the visual language of the whole movie was going to be. So I think in the script it had a meaning, 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 or the uh, relationship and then the poetic uh, importance of that scene and what the scene's about, what the actors have to do. But it didn't, of course, know the visual language that would then emerge from it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I love how, just hearing how well thought out everything is, both on a surface and then on an internal level, too, and how that's going to translate over to an audience because there's so much subtext here in shot selection and the emotions that the characters are feeling. And it, it just speaks to, I, I think, your... Absolutely jaw dropping incredible skill as a storyteller on your first feature. Uh, because this is stuff that I feel takes time for a lot of artists to develop, and to see it on display so confidently in a, in a feature directorial debut is just staggering to me. Um, anyway, like I said, I'm gonna forever heap <laughs> praise upon you for the rest of your oh, career. Thank um, you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course, and then um i I also want to know uh, two things I've always been curious about that I yeah. never had a chance to ask you yeah uh one was the smash cut to them as kids when Nora yeah. calls out for hey song at the end during that final scene. Mm-hmm. Was that on the page or was that found in the editing room later?
1: It was on the page uh and, Wow uh, I wanted to uh but I wasn't sure if it was gonna stay in the movie. Right. Because mm-hmm. I, I just didn't know because I was like, is it going to be uh, the right kind of a thing for that moment? And then, but regardless, because it was not a script and it was going to get shot. But I think that what I realized that no one has to exist in the movie is, is when I uh, realized from my conversation with Chabier uh, and Grace Gion, who is my production designer, about that scene, um, when we were talking about uh, how we're going to shoot that scene, something that I really wanted was like, well, I need that moment to feel different in some way that is uh, in some way than when those two characters as children say goodbye uh, in that Korean street actual. Like what actually happened in that flashback, I just needed there to be something a little bit different. And I think that it was Grace's idea that uh, what if we change the, uh, light a little bit. Maybe it was shabby, but it's one of them. They were like, uh, you know, maybe the lighting in that scene should be in the dark, just like when they're saying goodbye as adults. And then that's how when I knew that it would, uh, it's gonna be a, uh, it's gonna be in the movie <laughs> because then I was like, no, that's that's right because the way that it's transformed is that in that scene when we flash back, it's as though we're implying by setting it in the in darkness at the same time, the adults are saying goodbye. We're actually implying that these kids have been waiting for this goodbye for 24 years in that corner. Yeah. They never got it when they were children and now we get to have it. And in that way, because that uh, flashback has been uh, transformed, then it can actually stay in the movie. So I think it was always scripted. I just wasn't sure if it was going to end up in the movie until we uh, figured out, uh, that you can change the lighting, uh, into the dark, uh, they can light it in the dark. Yeah. And then, uh, it would be transformed for that moment.
2: You know? Well, every time I watch it with an audience, there's always like a breathtaking gasp, uh, (laughs) when that cut happens and it's just so effective and beautiful. Um, And then uh, my, my final question before we wrap up here is, yeah. I-, I would like to know, w- what bar in Manhattan is open still at 4 a.m.? Uh, oh, my god! Because <laughs> in the opening uh, voiceover, they're, like, drinking at 4 a.m., and I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, there's got to be a last call somewhere. <laughs> so
1: the place is Holiday Cocktail Lounge. Okay. They open really, really late. Yeah, that's where we shot it, too. Yeah.
2: All right. Now that I know this, I, I, because I live in New York, I'm going to have to go now. Like This is just, You'll this is happening.
1: It's a great size bar. You should go. You'll have fun.
2: I will. Absolutely.
1: The, the menu is really long. Oh, really? You know, I want to, I want to, I, I hear that a lot of people actually come in now um, to just take a photo or just to have a drink there because of past life how oh, they cocktail
2: out. I mean that's exactly what I'm going to do. So
1: <laughs> right is that so cool? I was so happy. I was like, that's amazing that you know uh, people are coming in being like this is the cocktail bar, right? And then they Yeah. And they have a drink there. That's so cool.
2: <laughs> Look at the impact that you're having already. Yeah, Look at so this. Cool. It's it's amazing. It's so amazing. So
1: so cool.
2: And you're making your uh, your follow up film now as we speak with A24 again. And yeah, your uh, your husband has a film also coming out uh, pretty yeah. soon that he yeah. wrote with Challengers. Yes. Just a lot of really great stuff happening for you, and we're all just very happy. It's
0: so good.
2: Yeah.
1: Thank you so so much. Thank you. We fun to run into you
2: again absolutely i'm really really excited for you and i i can't wait to see what we uh get from you in the future celine it's uh it, you made a very special film here as i told you before and uh i want to thank you for your time
1: thank you so much
2: all right have a good rest of your day hey everyone thank you so much for listening to my interview with the writer and director for past Live, celine song here on the next best picture podcast Past Lives is nominated for two Academy Awards, including Best Picture and Celine Song for Best Original Screenplay, and is up for your consideration in both categories.